Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Shesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening and welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in... New York, baby! Yours truly, Mr. Paul Tuffert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, how you be? Hey, what's up, Paulie? What's going on, my friend? Ready to go, brother. Nice. Yeah, you know, I'm a little, uh, I'm missing hockey, man. I'm a little dejected, you know, it, it you know all this off season stuff is nice, and we got the first round pick, and the Frenier is coming, and we just signed Strom and Lemieux. I'm ready for some hockey. I'm sick of the off season already. What do we got? Two months left? Another whatever it is? I need it. Well, I'm I'm with you, pal, and I think everybody else is too. And uh, we might get some more news tomorrow. I guess uh, the NHL's, uh, I believe, the GMs and. Uncle Gary Bettman have a, uh, uh, what do you call that, uh, a call there tomorrow amongst themselves, and they're going to uh, start Zoom playing. meeting. A little Zoom, Zoom meeting, yeah. Hopefully everybody's wearing their clothes. Uh, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, Nobody's so... got Pornhub on the other uh, screen. <laughs> oh, folks, please get your acts together out there. Unbelievable. <laughs> So it looks like Gary and the fellas, the big guys, are, um, you know, going to, I guess, you know, sign off on some things. They've got some plans in place, and, you know, it's going to be obviously a little different, and we can call, talk about that a little bit in terms of what we've heard as far as how they're um, going to lay this logistical nightmare out as far as I'm concerned. But the, the, if, if anybody's going to do it, uh, you know, it will be the NHL alongside with the NBA, who have uh, they both did a great job with their tournaments. This will be a little different, but... So, buddy, you, you, hopefully we'll get some news tomorrow, and we'll find out when uh, training camps start here. And it's, uh, it won't be that long. We're, uh, you know, it's November 11th. And, and before we go any further, um, to all our veterans out there, happy Veterans Day. Uh, thanks to uh, all those and, and all our armed for, uh, services for uh, serving and protecting us. But uh, like I said, buddy, you might get some news tomorrow. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be excited to hear that. And I definitely uh, reiterate what you're saying about uh, veterans or Thank you for your service and uh, keeping us safe here. Um, and yeah, I I hope uh, I'm interested to see what what goes on there because uh, you know the rumors or you know things that I've read that you sent me, Paulie. You know, it, it says that they may be looking at you know realigning, and we've discussed that on the show or having mini hubs, like put them in a hub for 12 games and then let them go home for a week. And uh, things like that. So it should be interesting. I mean, we're not going to get a regular normal season. I mean, they're going to have to mix it up, I guess. Um, you know, unfortunately, it seems as though the virus is coming back a little bit more now. You see our you numbers think? are creeping, creeping back up here a little bit. So, you know, trying to get 
a regular season where everybody's playing in their home arenas and flying around. And it just doesn't look doable, especially, again, with the Canadian teams and the Canadian government not letting USA American teams come up there. So Hey, did you see what's happening in Manitoba? We don't want any Canadians down here either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, I just, you know, everyone knew that it was probably going to start spreading again, you know, around this time, flu season. So we're here. The numbers are going up. So they're going to have to come up with something here. That's not going to look like the traditional season we're used to. So and tomorrow's call is definitely will definitely be interesting. You know, look, you, know, you hope they get creative with it. I think it'll be fun. Maybe you do have a Canadian division, uh, you know, Northeast division, Central, you know, however they, they play it out. And you know, we'll see what the NHLPA says and, and go from there. Yeah, hey, look, as far as I'm concerned, however they need to do it to get the puck drop, let them do it. I think all of us can sit back and and deal with a different look, right? Ultimately, as long as it's competitive, it's equal across the board as far as, you know, uh, the season, uh, you know, and getting into the playoffs and crowning a champion, and if it's done safely and logistically, and uh, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but there will be no fans in the arenas next year. I just firmly believe that's just not going to happen. It's going to have to be some kind of miracle here uh, when we get to the spring and the summer and stuff, but I I just don't think it's happened because, unfortunately, uh, and, you know, I apologize to everybody who wants to ignore this thing and and yell and scream at, uh, you know, our political leaders one way or the other, um, you just have to look at what's going on, and the spikes are going up. And it's not only happening here, folks. It's happening all over, all over the world. And I think a lot of people who haven't gotten it yet, you know, you don't know. But I think everybody who hasn't gotten it might, might be getting it soon. I don't want to be a downer here. But anyway, I just think I'm just, I'm just sticking with awful. the fact of awful. fans getting if back If you haven't had stands. it already, you're getting it. <laughs> I said you might be getting it. You might be getting it. (laughs) So, hey, look, you could just look at the data and and just, you know, just see what's going on here and and forget it. Like I said, I don't want to I don't want to get into an argument about it. You just you just have to read the headlines. You have to see the, um, you know, the stats, what's going on. And, you know, until you've actually, you know, I haven't been there, but I I know people who in, in the healthcare system have been on the front lines and. You know, those people probably more than anybody are scared more than anybody than anybody else about this thing coming back. So we all going to hang tight. But let's stick with hockey and sports. And as far as this plan that's uh, going into place, like I said, I think whatever the NHL does, however they do it, uh, taking breaks off a couple of weeks here, all that stuff, you know, uh, hub cities, however they can do it, KD, as long as we can get these guys back on the ice and playing hockey again and – those guys making money and people involved with the league, uh, you know, beyond the GMs and the owners and stuff, and if everybody else can start making money somehow, however they make it work, uh, that's all we want. And um, I'm excited about to hear what the NHL is going to announce here. And I, you know, like I said, we're, we're not that far off. And I'll take it any way they give it to us, KD. Yeah, as long as the it's a product on ice and they're skating around with sticks and pucks, uh, I'm happy, so. Uh, whatever they come up with, uh, I'll get behind unless it's something like ridiculous. But I, I think, you know, you may see fans potentially down the road, but definitely not starting in January, February, March even. But you, you can see a scenario similar to baseball 
where in that in the later rounds of the playoffs they started getting some fans in in the stadiums. Now obviously baseball is outside, so with hockey being inside, it may be a little bit different, and they may be reluctant to do that. But again, it all depends on what the numbers are looking like at the time. Definitely in the beginning, there's no way there's going to be fans um, in the arenas wherever it is, whether in a hub um, or at their their home ice. So. We'll see, but I can see a scenario where, again, similar to last year where the numbers start to go down in the springtime, you know, maybe they do have it later in the playoffs. If it is in a hub, they could bring some people in, the fans of, of some of the teams, and, and, and that may be a way that, uh, you know, again, not, not a, a big capacity, whether it's 25%, something along those lines, 50%, and, uh, and, and then take it from there. But, yeah, it'll – It'll be hard for them. They'll be hard pressed to get fans in the in the stadium at least early on. Yeah, I mean, look, I I'm just trying to look at it from whatever the percentage is. Let's say they decide on it, and let's be hypothetical here because that's what we have to be. It's one thing to have people, and it, it's totally different from baseball and football because it's outside. So we're talking about indoor here, you know. But if you've got even if you had 300 fans in a 20,000-seat arena, for argument's sake, right? So you, you have an eye on those 300 people. You spread them out all across the, the arena. Um, and then I guess you have to have staff monitoring that they keep their masks on. And then if anybody gets up to go to the concession stand, they got to be monitored to make sure they keep wearing their masks as they go up the stairs, out into the lobby, into the bathroom, over the concession stand, and then they got to wear them all the way back and everything else. So that's just, say, 300 people just trying to picture that, right? Expand that, I think, more than anything else, it's it's the um, it's the numbers, it's the it's the logistics, it's the monitoring more than anything. KD, as far as I'm, how I'm looking at it, you know, I mean, you could you could talk about the shit show in Notre Dame last uh, the other night too, you know, I mean, that was just insane, and that was still outdoors, and we still don't know what's going to happen down the road. But if you look at the security there at the stadium, they they couldn't handle that, right? No matter if it's, what is it, say it's a 90,000-seat stadium and the numbers is that they probably had about 11,000 people there the other night, right? And during the game, I don't know if you were watching it or if you saw any highlights, you know, all the kids were in sections and they were wearing their masks from what I saw. But once they came down, and that's not to say that, you know, you're going to have people running on the ice here for, for hockey games. But what I'm trying to get at is that it's one thing to have a certain amount of people in the building Who's going to monitor those people? You're going to have to hire extra security staff um, and so on and so forth. So I, I just think until the numbers do come down, right, and we got the numbers down here anyway, now they're going back up, it's just the logistical side of um, monitoring those people, and especially if there's still a mask mandate, you know, how are they going to do that? So I think they just have to eliminate that. From a logistical standpoint, a security standpoint, and a health standpoint, that because I hate to say it, KD, but people just can't be trusted to, to you know, to do the right thing, you know? Yeah, and how many beers are you going to be able to drink per game while you're there? <laughs> With your mask, you have which to have actually, your mask on. Which, as far as you're concerned, is the most. That, that's really all thing. I, I want to know. <laughs> if I can go to the game, like, can I drink beer there? You know, am I allowed to pull my ass down and, and like, drink a little bit? Or, or, you know, what they could come up with, like, a special, like, straw that, you know, put it up under the mask or get a mask with a hole in it. 
Well, with the Shrine. Yeah. Well, you know, that's funny. You, 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 that's see, you're really, talking about that, right? About. Yeah, I know. And you're talking about that. And I'm thinking about people like tailgating on the trains on the way in, especially like the garden. How the heck do you monitor the, the travel into the garden on the subways? You know? Think of all that stuff. That's It's just not that easy, man. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. No, obviously... If they're going to have it within the home arenas, yeah, I mean, you have to look at every scenario. How are people getting there? Are, you, are they using mass transit? I mean, look, if mass transit is, is open and a, and a way of getting to the game, I mean, look, it is what it is. You know, you're, you're leaving it up to the Long Island Railroad or Metro North or whatever it is. The bus. Got to add more cops. That they're, more ambulances. That they're, ta- that they're taking care of it. You know, that they're socially distancing people on the trains and on the bus. So, you know, I don't think that that's really something that the NHL has to think about. I mean, that they're worried about what happens within the arena. They have to assume everybody else is doing their job coming in. But again, it's not even going to come to that point unless it's, again, later on in the season, uh, probably not even until the playoffs. and, And the numbers would have to be going down similar to where they were over the summer. So, which, you know, who knows? Maybe you'll have a vaccine by then. Who knows? Yes, and everybody's going to take it, right, pal? Sign me up. <laughs> After, you know, 50,000 people go and make sure yes. that they don't throw another leg or something. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. We got <laughs> You ever all see right. the movie? You ever see the movie I Am Legend with Will Smith? Is that I what sure happened? Did. They all, yeah, yes. they all took it, and uh, they yeah, all their trial zombies, runs were pretty so. tough there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that you know people don't turn into zombies first, and then then I'll take it. <laughs> oh man, Doctor Delory says, <laughs> "Welcome to uh, Go Rangers Radio, the conspiracy." theory episode <laughs> well you know what man it's not it's not about conspiracies or anything else but but i mean look you know the the covid unfortunately is it's intertwining with sports it just is what it is outside of everyday life you know all of us who are working or not working or back to work and not to work and all of us who want to have a social life and, and can't do it or there's restrictions on it and everything else but you look across the board here whether it's baseball whether it's football and college football I mean, it's 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 unfortunately it's the reality now. I mean, obviously the league now has to they're trying to figure out how to make this work. So it's really not even a conspiracy thing anymore. It's really just a part of our life. And this is well, how... I just I just I just meant with the vaccine, <laughs> my my turning into zombies. Oh, vaccine. no, that's going to happen. Not... No, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't mean covid. I mean, turning into zombies. <laughs> just watch some Walking Dead episodes. It's a great training uh, manual. So in case that happens, we'll, we'll just okay. you know if your na- if your neighbor takes the vaccine <laughs> and turns into a zombie, you got to get him in the head. <laughs> right? That's what they do in Walking Dead. You got to get it through the brain. Oh man, so, that's true though. That's, remember that's, that, everyone. That's right. Remember that, folks. Walking Dead. Uh, they're in season thirty-six now, I believe, or whatever. So you can check that out. All right, so uh, we'll we'll all wait. Uh, again, we don't want to run off in the speculation here, but ho- like I said, uh, you know, me and you both agree. However, they give it to us, you know, if we get to see games, it'll be fantastic, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see. Like I said, what happens over the next couple of days. All right, buddy. We want select. games, and, and we want games, and we want straws for our beers if we're in the in the arena, <laughs> <laughs> so I can 
drink it under my mask. That's it. That's all I asked for. That's all KD wants, folks. Access to his alcohol. That's it. All that's right. right. That's and some right. puck. All right, buddy. So let's talk about some of the good news that's going on as far as the uh, the strangers are concerned here. Last week, uh, we didn't know if uh, Stromer and, and Lemieux were going to get signed. And we uh, went back on, obviously, all we can do here until things happen is speculate. But anyway, uh, it happened. We got both guys back. And uh, I'll turn it over to you, pal, and then just ask you uh, happy with everything. And obviously the numbers, uh, both of you, both of me and you obviously both like the guys. And I, I had felt that the Rangers weren't going to bring him back uh, as far as Strom is concerned. And, uh, and now we got them both back. We don't have to speculate anymore. So what do you think, KD? Yeah, you know, it's funny. We've, for the last couple of shows, have been discussing Strom and Lemieux. But as far as Strom goes, what they were going to do. And I really only thought that they would end up with the one-year contract. I really never even thought that they would, you know, the a two-year contract really never even entered my head. I figured it was either going to be the one year or they would get crazy and give them like a five-plus year contract. So, you know me, I, I'm, I'm always against the long-term deal. So for them to bring him back in two years, it really gives them a, a ton of flexibility. Because now he's eligible for the expansion draft next year. The, the second year actually goes into one of his unrestricted free agency years. So, you, you know, you got him. You're going to get him cheap, especially if he has a good year. You'll probably have him cheap uh, for that one year, cost effective uh, for that second year, which makes him easy to move. So if you want to trade him. You know, he's going to go to a team four and a half million for that second year if you want to move him at the trading deadline. You know, I, I, I really like that they gave him that second year because it just gives them a ton of flexibility with him. And look, he has uh, two years to really show the Rangers or show the rest of the league that last year wasn't a fluke. And he's just not a, a complete byproduct of, of Panera of playing, you know, centering Panarin. So I, I'm really a big fan. You know me also. I, I'm, I'm a big Strom fan. I, I love defending the guy. So here we go to another season of me fighting off the Strom haters. So I'm excited <laughs> for that first and foremost. But, yeah, good to have him back. I, I just don't think that there was anybody else out there of his caliber that they could have gotten that cheap. So I think that they looked at it and said, look, we might as well bring him back. I think they look at him as a placeholder. Let's see what Heedle does. If Heedle doesn't take it, we now have Strom to fall back on, and, and we could compete while also developing. And, and I think it's a win-win for uh, for all involved. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, like I said, I'm happy it's it's over. And, you know, like I said, I was only following the, uh, I guess, the tea leaves, that how I thought they were dropping, that, you know, they weren't going to bring him back. At the end of the day, and I've stated it many times, obviously on the show, that I, I like Stromer. Um, I just didn't; it didn't seem like that that was going to happen. But you know, he's he's here now, and I think everything you say about him too, as far as him, uh, you know, being again a placeholder kind of guy, and and you know whether it's uh, you know he, he's involved in a trade or they can let him go here and here or whatever. And and we've talked about this up against the the year that's coming up for the Rangers in terms of how they can play. Uh, you know, play back and forth with this roster a little bit, and then in the in the in the second year here, in terms of the expansion draft and everything else, uh, it gives the Rangers more options. And again, who is actually out there 
um, number one, that the Rangers were going to be able to, you know, plug that hole. And where was Strom going to go? I mean, you know, that's the other side of it, too. We don't know how many people, you know, really wanted the guy or if they could fit him in their situation. And obviously it's been reported that the Rangers were trying to, to, to see if they could get a deal for them. But at the end of the day, you know, no harm done for, for us as Ranger fans and no harm done as far as the team and, and as far as the position. And um, it's just uh, it, it's all good, I guess. I mean, it's it, there's no real bad sign, uh, bad thing about the signing, and as far as the money and everything else, and and we know what he can do. We know the kind of player he is. And again, we're not we're not running towards the cup next year, right, KD? No, you know. And I had said last week, you know, again we were going over a number of options. I said, you know, the Rangers could just look at their center position and see. Who the hell is playing center? If we don't bring this guy back, who is playing center? And I think that that's probably what they looked at and said, well, let's bring him back. And if Hedl steps up or Barron steps up or Howden steps up, you know what, then we can move him. We have him on this cheap deal, and I'm sure other teams will be interested in bringing him in at that salary cap. So, it seems though that is what they looked at. You look at the center position; it, it, they don't have a lot of depth there organizationally, especially at the NHL level. And and again, the other guys that are out there, they, they'd have to pay a lot more for these unrestricted free agents like Grandland and a couple others that are out there. So why not bring them back? It, it, I think it just makes it probably makes the most sense. Uh, I know we were saying, well, if he's not going to be part of the future, why bring him back? The only problem there is who else would have been playing center this year? And and I, I just can't imagine. I mentioned this last show. It's, it, there's no way they were putting like how they weren't centering Howden with Lafreniere. I mean, they just weren't going to do that. So it, it makes all the sense in the world. You let Heedle develop again. If he, if he runs with it, give him the second line position. You Put Strom as a third line center. I mean, four and a half million for a third line center isn't the worst thing in the world. And again, then you could start shopping them, and I and I think there will be plenty of teams interested. So, I, I think that Gordon and JD came up with a great contract here. You know, you give Strom props for taking four and a half million. I thought it maybe would he'd be looking for. You know, I, I know he put it. What he put five? What he do? Almost six million or whatever he put in for ahead of the hearing, but. You know, you always do that kind of thing. You always shoot for the stars with it. So, you know, it makes a you know it makes a lot of sense for both sides. Strom didn't get sort of angry with it; doesn't want to hold out that kind of thing. So, um, I'm sure he's happy to be back, happy to be potentially centering Panarin, and uh, we move on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, if these if these guys can all stay healthy, you know, that's that's the main thing too. And these guys can carry. Uh, you know, carry the season for us and obviously uh, plugging Lafreniere in there and, and seeing how the other y- young kids do and, and Heedle and everything else. I mean, we've it's been an ad nauseum here how we've talked about these are all good problems for the Rangers to have, and I think, you know, this is another one too. I mean, maybe Stromer just, you know, him and Panarin continue to have another great season together, you know, and it allows, you know, Kreider and, and Zbinijad and, and um, you know, Kako and, and the rest of these guys up front to kind of, you know, 
kind of, you know, take off a little bit more too. I mean, Kreider's got to, he's kind of come back off that injury here and, and work his way in. And, and we're all going to be watching to see if uh, the system changes a little bit. And we've talked about, you know, going to the net and these guys having to change their style a little bit. And um, that'll be interesting to watch too. So it's almost like this crew is going to get a, you know, pretty much the, you know, the band's back together here. Um, and they're going to get another shot at this next year to kind kind of see if they can carry through what they they were pretty much they were playing great there at the end of the season before the tournament and everything. So they were so much fun to watch, and we got to remember you know Crider went down. So, like I said, if these guys can all you know stay healthy, stick together, and if Lafreniere can come in here and and add another like a bit of a boost to this squad, and 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 Quinn figures out how to you know manage his front six and. And obviously the bottom six guys too, and and now it you know Lemieux too, um, that's the toughness, and you know that's a guy who's gonna you know work for a spot on this team and see how this thing all works out. So it, it's all good stuff, I, you know. Full marks to JD and, and and Gorton here for, you know, for the team that we have going forward. And again, I mean, how crazy? Like I said, if if we didn't get Lafreniere, I mean, how different this team would look or not look, I don't know. But it's, I think, you know, we have to kind of remember that, you know, we got this kid on this roster now. And I firmly believe he's going to make an impact on this team. I firmly believe he's just going to be solid. And Well, uh, I think the biggest decision now that you have him is where are you going to put him? And I think that wherever Quinn decides to put him, it really changes the dynamic of the lineup. Because if you put him in the top six. Again, your left wings are Kreider, Panarin, and Lafreniere. So what are you doing? You know, where are you putting this young kid? If you put him in the top six, are you moving Kreider over? Are you moving Kreider down? You know, I, I like the idea of lengthening the lineup. I'd rather have the three of them, one, two, three, and I don't really care how Quinn shakes it up. If he wants to put Kreider on the third line, that's fine with me. You know, Lafreniere on the second line, Panarin on the top line, and, and however he wants to shake it out. You know, I'd rather have a longer lineup where you're more solid throughout than have a real top-heavy uh, lineup. But it, Larry Brooks had an article about this, I think it was today or yesterday, just discussing you know, what Quinn may or may not do there. And for me, I would like the longer lineup where you're putting Lafreniere on the third line, whether it's with Heedle or Strom, depending on who's second or third line there, and then maybe Gautier on the other wing, and then you leave the other top two lines the way they were last year. Or you move Kreider down to the third line, and maybe you put Lafreniere on a line with, with Zabinijad. So... You know, it'll be interesting. And then the other wild card is 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 your man, uh, Capo Caco. You know, does he get in the top six this year? Um, and, and that'll be interesting to see, too. Or you have a, a wonder kid line of uh, Hedo, Lafreniere, and, and Caco as the third line. I mean, that that's a pretty exciting third line. Yes, if they roll. If they roll and they light the lamp, yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be great. You have to wonder, though, would, would Kreider's – contract you know i do you is he does he deserve to be on the third line shouldn't be he just be up top in the on the on the first two i mean what's your take on that and you know talking about him being a captain here or 
you know, I'm just I'm just thinking outside the box here, you know, with uh, his new deal, his seniority, the talk of him maybe being a captain. Do you really see Chris Kreider on the third line? Yeah, I mean, those things obviously will go into the decision, but the bottom line to me is is winning. So if Kreider on the third line makes you a better team and more likely to win, I, I, I'm hopeful that, you know, Quinn and the front office can see past that stuff and say, I don't care how much he's making. I don't care that he's the captain. Our team is better with him on the third line. He makes us better on the third line and Lafre- with Lafreniere on, on the top line and the second line. So, you know, you'd like, you, you'd hope that contract doesn't go into these decisions, but I'm also not naive. And I know that it normally does, you know, you can't look at paying a guy that amount of money and put him on the third line. But I, I, I do think that to begin the year, you will see Lafreniere on the third line, Kreider on the top line and then see how it goes. And uh, I'm sure Kreider, as he's now starting to get older here, um, probably wants to, and I know he's just starting this contract, but you know, he, he wants to win. I mean, you're, you're getting to the, you know, back end of your career. He's been to a Stanley cup final once before. Uh, he didn't get to raise the cup that year. So I'm sure, you know, he realizes that, uh, you know, five years left where, you know, if I got to take a, a if I got to be on the third line and that wins me a cup, I'll, I'll go on the third line. So I, you hope that whether it's Kreider or Quinn or, or J.D. And, and Gordon, that they look at what's best for this team going forward, not necessarily, well, who has the big contract, so he has to be on the top line. You know, again, I, I'm not naive, and, and I do understand that there's other factors that go into all this stuff. But if we want to win, I want the best lineup, not the, you know, the most expensive lineup out there so yeah I think we also have to think about a couple of things here with guys like Kreider now Strom Lemieux and you know these you know D'Angelo um these contracts are signed you know even as as good as they played towards the end of last year and 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 the fun we had with them um and the team kind of you know learning as they go but you know obviously exceeding the expectations for us as fans and everything else and and really excited about the future you know, having these guys now signed on the contract, uh, I'm sure mentally for these guys too, it's obviously it's an opportunity for these guys to exhale. And it starts with Kreider and that deal, and then it goes through everybody else that's signed, you know, through where we are right now. And then obviously getting Lafreniere. And he's signed too, oddly enough. Um, you know, the Hank thing is taken care of. So, you know, mentally now, Shesty and Georgia, they don't have to worry about any of that stuff either. Um, the defense now can kind of focus on on moving forward, especially with uh, you know Jack Johnson coming in with his skill set <laughs> and and, and making this and turning this <laughs> young team into a uh, you know a juggernaut. But I, I, that has to be a huge thing. It's got to be great as, as an organization here and for Quinn as a coach too. That all these guys are signed now, at least you know for the immediate two years. This is not an issue. And definitely for next year for, you know, pushing forward. And these guys are, I, I, I'd have to say that's going to be a huge thing for all these guys on this team 
with all the, the transitions that the team and the organization has made here in the last couple of years, it's got to be great for the coach. You know, J.D. comes in here, uh, you know, last year. You know, Gordon's in here now. He's really supporting this year after a couple of years taking over the reins. And now they can look on paper. They know who's they're locked in with here, and they don't have to worry about stuff. You know, Mika, Panarin, you know, all this stuff that's that's kind of, you know, it's on the books, and they don't have to think about that. And these guys, on the as far as the ice, they don't have to think about the off-ice kind of stuff anymore. And I think that's going to be something that's going to be huge for us to kind of look for as fans when these guys start playing again. And you have to believe, you know, not even having to think about that. You know what sweater you're wearing now for the next couple of seasons. And you can kind of just kind of go through the wall. And Quinn can maybe put a, a system here together that they can start building on, improve on the defense. The goaltenders, the young goaltenders can just lock in. These guys are going to be lights out. You know they're going to be great back there. And then if they have a very competitive year this year coming up, and that second year, you know, with the expansion draft, and, and who knows where we're going to go in two years with the, the league, and hopefully we get back to normal and everything. Um, this team, you know, minus one or two, maybe uh, another free agent or something, they could get in here, and, and obviously they're going to lose, you know, one or two players in the expansion draft. But this kind of this this is going to be an extra fun thing, at least for me, KD personally. Now that these guys are signed and all that BS is done and they come in here healthy and Capo, my boy Capo, he's got a, a year under his belt and uh, we can see Laffy shine. I think those guys that are signed now and locked in, they can really just focus in on on just improving their game and, and Quinn can hopefully start building the system uh, that he wants to run here. Yeah, you know, speaking of locked in, you know, I said Kreider had a five. I forget they signed him to set a seven-year seven, deal. I said five. What are we crazy? <laughs> <laughs> seven. I th- think I praised it when it happened. So <laughs> I, I, I forgot it was seven. Oh yeah. my goodness, seven. Was it going to be? 50 he's not playing on the third line, pal. <laughs> my God, he, there's no way he's going near that third line. <laughs> seven-year deal. My goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, we're, we're, we're building. We're putting the pieces together. This is fun. I love it. This is what a rebuild should be about. It's, it's why the Blackhawks saw what the Rangers are doing, and they decided to do the same thing. This is fun. And this year will be another year towards the goal of, of building a Stanley Cup contender. And I'm excited. I, I love the pieces that we're bringing in. We're getting lucky with the draft. It's fantastic. Quinn has has so many assets at his disposal at this point. It's ridiculous. All this young talent. It, it's fantastic. But, you know, now it's his job to, to, to get these guys going in the right direction. It's definitely not a win year. But, you know, look, it'd be nice to get into playoffs. You know, I think that that'll, that'll look nice for Quinn. You'll feel much better about the rebuild if the year ends with them in the playoffs than if it doesn't. And I, I think that this team has enough talent there to, to get into the playoffs. And when you, you just got to get there. Um, and, and you never know. But even if it doesn't, even if they don't go on some crazy run, it's just, again, getting that experience for these younger kids on the team for when they are ready to make that jump and they are considered favorites uh, to win a cup. So 
I'm pumped. I mean, I'm pumped. That's why I said I'm excited for the season to start. I'm, I'm excited for this team. I Look, we all wish it was a regular, traditional season and we didn't have to go through everything we're going through. You know, just you want to see these guys out there and, and playing, you know, the different teams every night and making our way through the NHL schedule like we normally would and we can go to MSG. But, look, I'll, I'll still take it. This is a young, exciting team right now. I know it doesn't look much different from last year, but that's fine. Why would I want it to look much different than last year? That was an exciting team. And and we've added the number one pick, you know, so I, I'm super excited. I didn't need to see a drastic facelift from last year. Why would you be looking for a completely different team? Sure, there's weaknesses there, but again, we're young. These guys are growing. We're developing. It's fantastic. I'm pumped. When do we drop the puck? <laughs> and they got rid of that albatross, Lundquist. Oh, did you see he tweeted out what his new pads look like? I, I had to block him. I blocked him. I don't want to even see it. <laughs> no love for the Kings' new Caps pads? and I don't even want to see it. I don't even. I'm like Dan Girardi on Twitter. Blocked. <laughs> We're going to light him up. We're going to light him up. That's all right. But, hey, there you go, buddy. So we don't have to do the show anymore. It's all good. We got everybody back. You know, we're uh, we're on the right path. Yeah, I, I, like I said, JD, I don't know why. Well, it's got this, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I know some fans are disappointed that they were looking for, I don't know what they were looking for, but that there just wasn't a lot of moves and the team is essentially the same. But what, you, what, what were you looking for? What, what did you want? Who did you want to get rid of? This is a young, exciting team. So, and they're not ready to win. So we're not bringing in, we don't even have the money. So again, we don't even have the salary to bring in some big names. That's It's coming next off season. Grow the kids some more. Hopefully we get in the playoffs, which would be nice. If not, the kids are still getting the experience another year under their belt. And, and then the next season ready to roll. So I'm pumped. Good get stuff. excited, Ranger fans. Yes. Hopefully we get some good news tomorrow from Uncle Gary and, and we have an idea. I mean, that's going to be that's gonna be the coolest thing, right? Training camps, if they get announced. And then, um, you know, all the just everything starts ramping up then, you know. And then we start, uh, you know, seeing the guys oh, yeah. getting back to skating. Yeah, and... let's get it going. Once they start, the guys are getting, you know, returning for camp, or, you know, from home, from wherever they are overseas or wherever they're coming in. And you start getting those reports from camp and, the informal practices and the players are just that, and you get your juices flowing and you're getting excited for the season. Yeah, it's great. I hope that, you know, that stuff can still happen where they are having, you know, the camps uh, like they normally do as far as bringing the guys. I, I guess they wouldn't have informals. I, I would assume they, they'd frown on that. But, you know, once you see the guys coming back and they're getting ready and maybe we get a preseason game or two, yeah, man, you start getting fired up again. You get start getting excited. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. <laughs> we're not even there yet. Well, hey, look. We don't we know didn't... if going to be a season. I'm excited. <laughs> it's going to be a season. Don't worry about that. So real quick on uh, on Brendan's contract uh, and, and that being all squared away, too. We, you know, everybody knows we both love him. But uh, just get a, your take on on the contract and the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, two-year deal. The Rangers love two-year deals. They give them to everybody. 
Um, yeah, they, they either give a two-year deal or a 10-year deal. But there's no in-between with, with this team. Anyway, um, yeah, look, I think it's, it's, a, it's a show-me deal for him. And he needs to show the organization what he's about. I, I tweeted out the other day that he has Sean Avery potential, and I got absolutely destroyed for saying that. Why? I, I didn't. Why? Well, because you know people just like to get angry on. Well, on give, give me. I didn't say. I didn't say he's the next Sean Avery. I said he has the potential. Well, he let me play, ask you this. You know, let me ask you yeah. this, Katie, real quick. On this. were they saying there's no way he could be? As good as Avery was, yes. or yeah, and oh, that's what it was. And, okay, yeah, no, that he he's not going to be as good. I agree. I don't think he can be, or ever, or will be. But if he even approaches that type of player, where he could score, he could put up some points, he could be an agitator, he could bring some energy to the ice. I mean, that that's really what you're looking for out of him. I I don't expect him to to be have the offensive talent that Avery did on the ice to go along with everything he does. But I think that the Mew has shown that he can bring some offense, that he does have some offense to his game. So I think that he has the potential to be that type of player, you know, and of course you just mentioned like you uh, and everybody, oh, he's not that good. And it, you know, I didn't say he was going to be as good. I said, he is, you know, that type of potential to be that kind of player. So, everyone relax. But, you know, I do think, <laughs> I do say, like, I love Lemieux on paper and what he should be. And I think when we first got him here in the trade, he was. Last year, not so much. So, I think it's really time for him to, to uh, put up here. And if he doesn't, he's going to find himself in the press box. Because there are, there's just so much young talent. And if he's not if he's not putting forth the effort and playing the type of game that they're going to be looking for from him, he's not going to be playing. I, I I don't know how you could put him out there. You know, he's making one and a half million. That's fine. He can sit in the press box for one and a half million. So I I think this is a big year from him. There's a lot of expectations for him, at least for me, um, that that he's going to come in here and be a bit of a spark plug for this team when the team may be. Uh, don't come in with with the type of energy and spirit that they need. He's going to come in there and hopefully bang some bodies around, maybe talk a little smack, you know, get get everybody riled up. So that that's what I'm looking for from him. Contract's great, you know, one and a half million, two years, fantastic. All right, but he's got it. But he's got to show up this year. Has to show up because if he doesn't, again, two year deal, he's gone too. Expansion trade. Yeah, I don't know if you even. I don't know if anybody would even want him if he doesn't show up this year. But you know, it's uh, again flexibility that that the organization gets with a two year deal. Again, not very expensive. So maybe they could move him if they if they felt like they needed to go in a different direction. So again, I have I have lofty expectations for him. So I'm putting a lot of pressure on the Mew this year to, to step up. He's you know, Fourth line guy, maybe you get him on the third line here and there if you if you need to, and and that's the type of, of player role that he he has. Hey, let me ask you something about uh, something with Lemieux last season that was brought up a couple of times. I know uh, Carp and I believe Brooksy too. Uh, as far as Brennan was being like a target amongst the officiating last year, 
And, you know, I've talked to about, you know, these guys, the, the limited amount of ice time that they get. And, you know, Lemieux, you know, wasn't, he's not, he's not stocking, stockpiling minutes on this roster. And I just wanted to get your take. And, and do you remember those observations last year? And, and, and what do you think that does to a, to a young guy with that name and, you know, quote unquote, the target on his back because of his old man and stuff. But um, just wanted to get, uh, you know, your thoughts on, 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 on some of how that played out last year with him being um, almost like, you know, every time he got in the ice, he was always getting apparently called on him. And uh, I just remember guys like Carp and stuff saying, "Hey, look, that's a, like it's a it's a, it's a Lemieux penalty." What's your, what's your take on that too? And, and how do you think that affected him last year? And, and I'm excited for the guy. I think he's going to surprise everybody uh, again now that he's locked in here. And, and again, we've talked about here about you know this team and playing harder and everything else. And hopefully, he's going to be be a big part of that. But um, just your take on on some of that uh, those thoughts in terms of what he went through last year with uh, the officiating. Yeah, I, I think any time you have a player like Lemieux and, and the type of game he plays, I think you're always going to have a target on your back. That's why I compare him to Avery. I mean, Avery always had a target on his back. The rest are always looking to call penalties on him. It's the same thing with guys like Carcillo, Gallagher up in, in Montreal. Those type of guys, the refs are looking for them because they know they're looking to start stuff out there. They know they're looking to, you know, they walk that line. And the refs are waiting them to just sort of stick their, you know, little toe over that line, and they're going to call them on it. So, sure, yeah, that that's a real thing, and 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 Lemieux needs to be aware of it. Maybe Quinn was on him a little bit, and we've discussed that. That maybe it's it's Quinn holding him back a little bit and playing his type of game. And and if it is, you know, that bad on Quinn. You got to let the guy play his kind of game. If you're going to bring the guy back. And you want to have him on the roster, you got to let him play his kind of game, even if the refs are watching him and have the careful eye on him. Because that's they always do in that kind of player. So, uh, look, maybe he was thinking about it. Maybe it was in the back of the head. Maybe in the back of his head. Maybe Quinn had discussions with him. Gordon had discussions with him. You know, if, if it is, again, bad job on Quinn, bad job on Gordon. Let the guy play his game. He's going to be in the penalty box. It's going to happen. If you have, if you want to have that kind of guy on the roster, he's going to be in the penalty box. So you got to take the good with the bad. Unfortunately, with him last year, it was more bad than good. So if he's going to be in the penalty box and he is going to have that target on his back, he better be doing some other good things when, he's, when he is on the ice. He better be scoring some goals. He better be banging some bodies. He better be talking smack to get the other team off their game. And uh, then you can live with those kind of penalties. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just extra challenging for a guy like that. I don't, I don't know if a lot of people try to take that into consideration. And I think it, it possibly, you know, you know, when uh, Quinn's looking, you know, the names on the back of the jersey there in, in terms of certain situation stuff. Hopefully, like I said, I'm with you. You know, they, they got to play him. And you got to kind of let that guy, you know, find his game, find his way. You know, he's it's a, it's. Well, yeah, enough. I mean, if you're if you're afraid to put that guy on the ice because he's going to, take penalties or the refs are looking at him why is he on the team yeah if you're afraid to put him on the why is he on the team why did you just give him a two-year deal so you might as well just put him out there and live and die with it that's it very well said there mr delory very well said yeah. live and die with it 
Well, speaking of the young guys on this team, uh, uh, what about the young guys who are not yet on this team? Uh, Just uh, in terms of uh, what you've heard about some of the prospects for the Rangers, like Kratzoff and um, let's see who else here, uh, Lund Lund Kvist, sneaky guy with the K there in his his name. Um, Just uh, any reports of what you're seeing, some of these guys that are getting to play overseas and stuff like that. um, You know, anything that you've seen that stood out or just it's just good to see that these guys are playing? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's good that, that they're getting some time while, you know, the NHL is, is still, you know, in, in the off season. So, you know, look, any type of experience these guys can get, whether it's in the KHL or in the Swedish elite league or wherever, wherever it is that they're playing is, is always a good thing. But what, what you like to see with a lot of these guys is that they're, it seems as though they're putting up a lot of shots. Like, just looking at their stats, I like that they're shooting. It means they're being aggressive, that they're going to the net. We've discussed Kratzoff and how he seems to be a much more aggressive player going to the net and uh, being forceful. So I, I think that the organization probably had some talks with him about the type of game he needs to have to succeed in the NHL and, and, and he seems to be taking it to heart. So I, I like the fact, I mean, the guy has, I'm just looking at his stats right now. I mean, the guy has 58 shots in, in 16 games this season. I mean, the guy shooting, I mean, he's looking to shoot, which, which I really like. And it seems as though when you go down, you know, the list, even a guy like Lundqvist, he is 26 shots on goal this season which is tied for the 11th, 11th most in, in, in the Swedish league for defensemen. So, you know, th- that's great. You know, and he's a young player, and, and it seems as though he's aggressive, which means he's confident in his ability. And, and that's really what you're looking for. Look, points will come or they won't. You know, a lot of times it's, it's bad luck or good luck, whatever it is. But if you're being aggressive and you're getting your shots on goal and you're going to the net, more good things than bad are going to happen. So just looking down the list of of a lot of these uh, prospects, you know, a, a guy I like too is is Hendrickson, and uh, a center, and he's a young guy who who's doing very well over in um, where is he in in uh, Sweden as well. He's playing for for Lunda, yeah, um, the Lund- Lundqvist family team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's, he's putting up points too. He's a young guy who's playing, you know, with adults. So you like, you like to see that and, and he's having some success and, um, I, I'm real excited for what the Rangers have done in the draft the last couple of years and, and just bringing in these, these type of players who seem to be, you know, confident players, aggressive, um, Shots on goal again, which to me says a lot about the play. I mean, you don't want a guy who's putting up, you know, a shot a night, two shots a night. It just means he's not being aggressive and he's not going to the net and he's not trying to make things happen. Just going through the stat line of a lot of these young guys, it seems as though they're making things happen. Now, I'm far from being a a prospect expert, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm watching these guys and I know what they're doing and, and, you know, who to watch out for. But, I mean, just take, you know, you know what stats to look for. You know, a guy could, you could say, wow, he has a lot of goals, but maybe his shooting percentage is out of whack where he's uh, shooting, you know, scoring every second shot. And, you know, that, 
That's not no. He's not putting up a lot of shots, but he's getting a lot of goals. He may be getting lucky there more than anything. But it seems as though these guys are getting a ton of shots, which, which to me, that to me gets me really excited. And uh, so yeah, just looking. You know who's a guy I always forget about is is the defenseman Rykoff. I feel like he gets overlooked a lot, including for myself. He's over in the KHL now. You know, I don't know if he's coming back or not this year, but. He was a guy who was in Hartford. I was a little excited for last year to maybe maybe come up and, and, and do some things. And again, with the way our defense looks, and there's, there's some spots. You know, he's a guy that, that I think people should keep an eye on, too. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. You know, Schneider obviously is going to uh, the national, Canadian National Junior Team, so we'll see what, what he could bring to the table. And, and uh, yeah, I think up and down the organization, we have real talent. If you looked at where our prospect pool was while we were going through the great you know, playoffs 14 to 15 years, we really didn't have those sort of A prospects. We had a lot of like B minus, C plus guys who we may have talked up a lot, but they really weren't very good. We have top-of-the-line talent now within the organization. And you're seeing some of them with the big club now. And you have some of them over in Europe playing. And uh, I'm just really excited, top to bottom, with, with the organizational depth. Again, the one position is probably center that we need to beef up a little bit more. But from defensemen uh, to wing, we, we are looking really good. And we are stacked. Yeah, and once Jonathan Taze gets here, it's going to all work out. So don't worry about that. <laughs> we're going we're to trade him all away for Taze. <laughs> nah, we'll get him in a steal. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Rykov's doing good. I mean, that's the, the two other things that um, – I mean, Rykov is uh, he's tied for third in assists and tied for fifth in points. You know, and this is the league, you know, for under-24 guys in the KHL, which is great. And the other two things about um, uh, Henriksen and um, – and Lundqvist is the ice time that they're getting. You know, Lundqvist is uh, averaging almost 20 minutes of ice time, which is phenomenal. Henriksen is getting, uh, he's averaging uh, over 14 minutes of ice time. To me, that's a big thing. You know, that, that, that's a team and a coach that's uh, depending on them, you know, putting them out there for a lot of spots, getting a lot of minutes. So they're getting a lot of experience too. So that's always a big thing for me, seeing how much ice time these guys are getting and, and how much of a, you know, how important these guys are to the team. You know, you start looking at some guys, oh, he's only running like seven, eight minutes a game. And, you know, if he's a, he's, you know, a third, fourth line guy, or he's not a, a guy that a team's going to on, on a consistent level, you know, especially these, these types of the Swedish hockey league and the KHL, which are two damn good leagues. So um, it's nice to see those guys putting up the ice time too. So that's that's uh, that's promising in terms of workload, you know, at that age that they're playing at. You know who's another guy? I'm just looking at all the stats now, and I've mentioned him a couple of times on shows. Is uh, Tarmu uh, Runanen, and he's playing over in Finland. He has 48 shot attempts in seven games. <laughs> he's a defenseman. That's awesome. That's His name is awesome. Amount. You got to get Tomo re- and Capo over here together. <laughs> That's an amazing amount. I don't care what league he's playing in. He can literally be playing against like sixth graders. That's a lot of shots for a defenseman. It's like seven <laughs> shots a game. And 30 of those 48 shots were on goal, pal. Yeah, I mean, love it. I mean, he's a guy who could be pushing for a roster spot this year, too. I'm excited 
for him. So, you know, there's a lot of guys in the next couple of years that are going to be pushing for spots. Again, we're talking about Kreider on the third line. He's going to be on the fourth line in a couple of years <laughs> with all this talent coming up. He won't mind with that with that paycheck he's getting. <laughs> if he's raising a cup, he doesn't care where he's playing. <laughs> he got bank. Kreider's going to be okay. No seven years? It. Are we out of our mind? <laughs> Who didn't tell Delore he got seven what? years? Jeez, Who I is he? Where is he? that out or something. I, I said before, I said five, because I'm like, it had to have been five, or I would have been pissed. <laughs> I don't know. I, I somehow talked myself into that seven-year deal. What is wrong with me? Uh, too much. Well, the I think I was bright. so high on the Rangers winning at that point. Oh, I, thought I'm like, say, seven I, thought years. I thought you were just going to say you were high in general. Well, I probably was that, too. <laughs> But, you know, I was definitely high on the Rangers winning at the time when he signed that contract. I was probably just pumped, you know. <laughs> now I'm looking at it. What are we, nuts? Seven years? Trade him. Delore wants to trade it already. I, like I'll trade him right now. Get him out. <laughs> I two, two shows ago, I said make him captain. Now I want to trade him. Oh, my God. Too funny. All right, Powell. Well, the future looks good. Uh, what do you say uh, as we wind down this episode here? Uh, episode, what are we at? 40, 45, huh? Look at nice. us, pal. Episode 45. Seven in a row. Seven in a row. Wow. Crazy. That is just. They we said all, it couldn't I, be done. I do think, I do think <laughs> we're going to start running out of stuff, man. We're going to be sitting here. I don't know what the hell we're talking about next week. Well, Maybe the well, Rangers need to make a trade well, <laughs> just KD, to help us out. Yeah. KD, it's Thanksgiving next week, so maybe we could just. Is that right? Everybody. We're taking a little vacation next week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is that? We, you know, we got Wednesdays. Wednesday before Thanksgiving, biggest bar night of the year. Oh wait, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. No more biggest bar night of the year, huh? No, not until unless unless everybody goes out at noon. <laughs> Open Although, what am garden. I talking about? My my biggest part of the year is usually just sitting on on the couch watching like TV. <laughs> With a cool full of white claws, Katie's yeah. fine. You don't need no. That, you don't I need no. There's no that, curfew at the Delores house. <laughs> that that sounds like an amazing evening to me, sitting on the couch. I mean, 20 years ago, I'd be knocking down the doors at the bars to get me in, but now, yeah, it's love it's, that couch. Yeah, I hear you, man. <laughs> So, look, a couple of things uh, I want to get to here before we wrap things up. Uh, one is the um, the Retro Rewind sweaters here. Ugh. Now, I, I don't think me and you are, you know, we don't want to make this a big deal. But um, I'm making it a big deal. It's terrible. Really? <laughs> and I haven't even seen it. <laughs> you didn't like the animated jerseys, the Adidas hockey? I don't know what the heck. Well, out? it's supposed to be a reverse retro, right? It says reverse retro. Yeah. Well, wouldn't wouldn't reverse retro for the Rangers be red? Like they showed our jersey, it's it's blue with the red piping. Shouldn't it be the opposite? I I I don't know. I I already hate it. <laughs> well, they you know why they're doing it? They gotta they gotta bring in some revenue, it's man. Retro. I understand that, but it's supposed to be reverse retro, but it's blue. Wouldn't it be the opposite? 
You're probably right. I, I don't I don't really have the answer because I got to be honest with you. Looking at all the animation animation and all the colors, I'm a little confused. I mean, when it's all said and done, it's it's just another jersey that they want the fans to buy, and I get it why they're doing it because they got to bring in revenue. You might see more multiple jerseys this year. Um, and what are they going to do? They're going to put the uh, the Liberty on there, I guess. Liberty jersey, bring that back. Well, so here's my – I didn't look. I mean, shame on me. Well, they didn't show so it. I, they only showed the back. They, they didn't say what it's going to be. Yeah, but now I'm, I'm kind of confused if this is – if the retro rewind jerseys are just one line. Like, you know, Dallas released those black neon jerseys there. Is that the – that's not part of yeah. this collection, I guess, right? So as far as I'm concerned – I don't think I'm so, re- no, because this is supposed so to be – So we're getting two jerseys this, is this year. Re- two yeah, this jerseys. is supposed to be reverse retro. I mean that that stars thing is definitely not retro. I mean that's like future. I mean those guys you, they glow in the dark those jerseys. <laughs> it's like those costumes. You ever see the the costumes where the the kid is is like a stick figure? Yeah. Like it's like a black costume but the it's like sticks, the yeah. the glow sticks are on it so it looks like it. That's what they're going to look like. Like in the dark. It's going to come at you like a stick figure. Well, the crazy thing is, it's like a there's a team over in Europe or something, Russia KHL, that already had that design. So it's nothing new. I did see that. I did see that somebody pointed that out. It was me. No, it was somebody <laughs> much better than you. Probably much more in the. Maybe it was Scotty <laughs> Hockey. Scotty's like the authority on uh, on Jersey. So, but um. Yeah, so I guess, like I said, this is they're gonna, we're going to get two jerseys here. So this probably isn't the Liberty jersey that everybody really wants as far well, as Well, I mean, it jersey. could be, though. It could be this design of a jersey, like the look, but with the Liberty logo on it, right? Sure could, KD. We have no idea. I mean, there's no way that – I don't think the Rangers are coming up with two. I mean, they, they've been hesitant, it seems, to come up with this retro jersey. Because other teams have been using the retro jerseys the last couple of years, but the Rangers haven't. I mean, everybody's been calling for them to bring the Liberty jersey back. But, Does anybody know why they stopped? I mean, maybe they, they'll do that again. Why did they stop wearing the Liberty jerseys? I have no idea. No idea. Now it's like anything else, you know. Why, you know, why the Mets not wear their black jerseys anymore? You know, who knows? I mean, it was probably uh, they probably weren't selling them as well as they once were, and they just decided to get rid of them. So, it, once they feel as though they could probably sell a lot, they'll bring them back. Maybe that time is now. So who knows? Got to bring back the jerseys that yeah. they won in. Like the Rangers, got to bring back the white jerseys at home when they won. They haven't won since then. Yeah, Get it I told you a lot. I want I want I their retro jersey to be the cream colored heritage jersey. That's it. Bring it back. I mean, I literally. You ever see that meme? Like, you know, just take my money. That's it. I mean, just take my money if you do a cream heritage jersey. I think most people would love that. Instead, I got whatever this graphic is of this guy with ninety six on the back. I, I I don't even know what this is. Yeah, it's it's too much. Too much for us to handle right now. It's hurting my eyes anyway. Yeah, and like, then, like and then we don't back, know what's if, on the other side. If you're gonna bring back the Liberty jersey, just bring that back. Like, don't put the Liberty logo on whatever the heck this is. I'm with you, pal. 
And don't go reverse retro and make it blue. (laughs) We wear blue. If you're going to do reverse retro, make it red. Now, I don't want to see a red jersey. I think that's ridiculous for the Rangers. I mean, the Capitals wear red. We don't wear red. Well, we wear them in practice. We wear them in practice. It's practice. We what are we talking practice? <laughs> I'm saying, but I'm practice? I'm talking Not about the, game. the scheme, We're though. About practice. Well, you've seen the red practice jerseys with the logo on it, right? The shield. Do you like those? Yeah, I like it for practice. <laughs> the practice jerseys. All right, all right. I don't what? know what this is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. I'm sorry I brought it up, KD. They have green ones, too, that they wear. You want them to wear green? Well, St. Patrick's Day, sure. Why not? Come on. I got a green Rangers hat with the with the logo and the shield on it. It's all greened out for St. You're Patrick's a fan. Day. And it has you a nice little shamrock in the back. I like a, that. You're a, fa- you're a fan, and, and you could wear, you have a purple Rangers hat. Okay, no. The team does not wear green. Enough. <laughs> Mr. Irish guy over there got a, needs his green St. Patrick's Day uniform. Yeah, why not? The Leafs do it. So, uh, the Bruins do it. Why not the Rangers? No. There's, cer- there's certain teams that you can't stray too much from what what you have. The Rangers are one of them. They have the iconic jerseys. It's like the Yankees. The Yankees going out there with a green jersey? No. Well, like the Mets can. Because they're gimmicky, you know that. That's what the Mets are about. It's like the the Islanders can go out with green because they're a gimmicky team. Rangers can't do that. We're all about tradition. I agree. I'm with you, pal. But a lot of fans want the Liberty jersey, and you know a lot of fans are going to buy this retro rewind jersey, whatever it is. Well, yeah, I mean there are people that are just going to buy it because it's a new jersey and they want to get it, and maybe it'll be great. I don't know. The first, you know, my initial impressions aren't very good, but. Not very positive or anything. I, I, I'm just looking at this thing. I just don't even know what's going on with that jersey. Should I, should I get one for you? Like I got <laughs> jersey for you. <laughs> I'm not even going to start with you getting me jerseys. No, I know it's it's uh. You're all just, talk. Look, I'm glad all I did. He didn't. He's not on the team anymore. I saved his money and anguish. You would have had a McKeg jersey hanging in your closet for nothing, you know? I would have wore that every day. I'm sure you would have. <laughs> well, buddy, look, I want to I want to go back to the the week that was this time last year uh, for last year's squad, and I just want to pick your game uh, brain here and see if you remember any of these games and and how the team was doing. So, if we look oh, at the schedule. Uh, Let's start with November 2nd, and we'll run through uh, today, uh, the 11th and 12th, okay? Um, they um, they beat the Predators 5-1 on uh, the 2nd, and then they lost to Ottawa. Do you remember that game? They lost uh, 6-5. Then they beat the Wings. They beat the Canes. Uh, lost to the uh, Cats in a wild game. Um and then uh, they beat Pittsburgh, and then uh, they wrap things up on the 14th against the uh, Lightning. Um, do you remember the this time last year with the Rangers and how they were playing there at that time? Do you know what I remember was going on at this time? Everybody was angry 
that Brendan Smith was playing over Leah Sanderson. That's what I remember. I think we were at the height of everybody screaming at Quinn because the young guys weren't playing. That's what I remember. And that Michael Haley was in the lineup. And Quinn is destroying the rebuild. That didn't happen. He didn't destroy the rebuild. Actually, we ended up playing very well because they eased the young guys in. And this was, you're talking 17, 18 games into the season, and that was going on. (laughs) That started before the, the season even started. Once, like, Haley was in camp. Once they saw Brendan Smith maybe playing forward, everybody started losing their minds. The fire quit. And he continued to go where it was. I mean, what I remember about this time, this is, you know, a month from when they went on their hot streak. And, and, and you know, there were some struggles. There were. You had a, a young lineup. And then you had some of these older guys in there as sort of placeholders. And, you know, everybody freaks out because they think Brendan Smith is like the answer to us winning. They think that the organization thinks that Brendan Smith and Michael Haley are the answers (laughs) to this team winning. No, they never thought that. That wasn't the idea. It's not why they were doing it. And that's that. This was the time frame. People were freaking out, even though they what? They, what they do that week? They they won more than they lost, but people I'm sure were still freaking out. I can't yeah, they, get excited because Brendan Hale, you know, Michael they, Haley's in the lineup. They got crushed in the line. They got tr- crushed on the road by Tampa. They lost nine three that one game. Uh, that was on the 14th, uh, and then they lost to the Panthers in that little Florida trip. They came back and, and beat the Caps at home, then lost in Ottawa, and then you know that was the trip when they went up to Ottawa and Montreal. And then uh, that was the six-five win against Montreal. Remember that one on the twenty? That was that'll be next next week with the anniversary of the game. That was the Lemieux game. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm sure everybody was still complaining after that one. <laughs> I mean that that to me, like looking back on last season, I mean it did. I mean, you know, you really if you go back and look at it, you really saw the progression of the team. And, yeah, I mean, at this point in the season last year, I mean, they were up and down. You had, like you said, you have a game where you're losing 9-3, and then you lose to the Panthers. Now, the Panthers were, you know, a decent team at the at that time last year. But still, you would, you would you know, as a Ranger fan, you'd like to beat the, the Panthers. But, again, then they come back and beat the Capitals. So, again, they, they, were, they had some nice wins and then some bad losses. But... Again, rebuild. That's yeah. where they were, and and you're gonna get a, you're probably gonna get a lot of that to start the season this year too. Again, you're gonna have Lafreniere, and Lafreniere is probably not gonna come in here and score like a hundred goals in the first week of the season. He may struggle a little bit to figure it out. That's why he's probably gonna start on the third line. Jack Johnson is gonna be in the lineup, and because Jack Johnson is in the lineup, you're probably gonna be terrible defensively. But once Andre Miller, you know proves himself or Tarmu and, and whoever else decides to step up these young guys later on in the season, Jack Johnson, he may not even be on the team. So expect, I think similar results in the beginning of the season that, you know, we're looking back and seeing that happen a year ago. 
and just even thinking about it a year ago gets me depressed about what is going on right now. But anyway, <laughs> but that's what Ranger fans just have to realize going into the season. It's again developing. Don't worry about if we're losing a little bit or if Jack Johnson is playing more than you want to be. He's not part of the plan. He's not. The Rangers don't think he's the key to winning anything. He's a placeholder. Are you sure? <laughs> I only say it every goddamn week. <laughs> and I'm gonna Poor JJ, man. Say it every week. The abuse JJ's getting, and he hasn't even put the sweater on yet. Unbelievable. I wish I got his abuse to get an NHL contract to play for the Rangers. Abuse. I want to hear it. <laughs> it's not a bad gig, man. Not a bad gig. That's at what all. I'm saying. But that's, that's the, I mean, that's really, the, that's my. That's the jersey I'm getting you. Jack Johnson jersey. <laughs> oh, man. I will wear it with pride. <laughs> that, to me, is my takeaway from the week. Not necessarily like, do I remember this game or not? I was probably drinking so heavily during those games, I probably don't really remember much about him. It's just where the season was and as far as the rebuild and yeah this was a sort of tumultuous time in that things weren't going great you know the record wasn't we were like at 500 it looks like we were at the time you know good good win here a couple of bad losses there and you know I'm, like i said i'm sure the fans were in a frenzy about firing quinn but Rebuild. Patience. Deep breath, everybody. <laughs> and we're gonna need it again this year. I just don't I mean it's not like this team is just gonna shoot to the top of the division and, and run away with the thing. It's just not gonna happen. There's gonna be ups and downs this year and you just have to roll with it. It's a rebuild. That's that's what it's about. Well look I'm looking forward to our ten uh, year anniversary show down the road after the boys have won at least two to three cups. And all this uh, rebuild stuff is, is behind us. Do you think there'll be fans in the stands yet or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're never coming back. <laughs> Will yeah. I be wearing a mask or not during that show? You might be. You might be wearing a space helmet at that time. <laughs> well, and do I get the straw with the beer? Yeah, actually, the, the space helmets will come with little uh, white claw your holders inside your space helmet. Okay? I like Set it. it up. We'll talk to uh what's his face over at space. You should put it, you should put in a patent for that, man. That uh, you could you could be I'm a millionaire, a, billionaire. Right, I really hope that doesn't happen. I just you know, <laughs> hope that stays on the uh the sci-fi channel and those shows to come out, I, you know. We got to see. But everybody better uh be patient here. It's going to be a little while. Okay. But anyway, we won't talk about that. This has been a another fun, wonderful episode of Go Rangers Radio with um with you, my friend, as always. And yes, I, I you know, I think what we should talk about right now, before we say goodbye to everybody, is what the hell would we talk about next week? I don't know. I'm gonna have to like think of some things. I mean, it may not be Ranger-related, but I could come up with some stuff. Would that be all right? Does next week we do a non-Ranger topic show on Go Rangers Radio? We talk about some things that me and you like outside of the rink? Well, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, maybe. I, I thought we weren't doing it because of Thanksgiving. 
Oh, no, we, we, you're supposed to whisper that, man. You're supposed yeah. to whisper that. Yeah. Maybe we'll, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll put a greatest hit show together next week for everybody, you know? Oh, boy. Some of your uh, classic lines, you know? Frightening. Get people a little what? fired up. Speaking of that, you know, you're telling me you, we're getting the – where's the merch? Where's the Weebly Blue guys? I thought we had, like, you know, all these uh, – those, those things ideas. don't happen that quickly. Man. Are you kidding know, me? Boy. First of all, let's get a, an announcement from the league first, okay? Let's get a hockey season, okay? So that me and you know that sooner than later, we don't have to speculate on things here and we can start talking about rosters forming and players reporting to camp and all that other stuff. I, and then I don't know we'll what look any into of this gear. has to do with merch, but... <sighs> Tell you what, I tell you, you you go out and get some capital then, and I'll get it all ready for you next week, okay, pal? I'll get you, I'll get you Go Rangers Radio pajamas, all right? Don't worry, pal. I'll get, you know what? I'll get, I'll get our sales. I'll get our sales team on it. <laughs> In due time, brother. It's all coming. All right, we got to work these things out. Okay, all right. Just is it going to be? A, is it going to be a reverse retro merch? <laughs> <laughs> or no, because if that's the case, don't even bother. No, yeah, I just want a hat, man. I love our <laughs> logo. I gotta get a hat with that logo on it. So that'll probably be the first thing we get going. But anyway, and then uh, you know, I've got all these uh, you know KD uh, you know quotes that we got to get on shirts. You know, so oh boy, so much to do, buddy. But anyway. Let's say goodnight to everybody. Uh, as always, we want to thank everybody for... You know what would be a good shirt? I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> on the on Oh, look the at you. Front. Now you're getting fired up at 10 to 11 here on Wednesday night. Let's go. What What do you got for me? On the front of the shirt, it'll say Jack Johnson. <laughs> and on the back, it'll say drink. Yes. There you go. All right. See, but you can't be saying this on the shows, buddy. Oh, people somebody, are gonna so, steal the idea. Somebody's gonna print that shirt up next week. God damn it! If I see that somebody selling that on Twitter tomorrow, I'm gonna be angry. Okay. All right. Well, we got it on tape. You know what? Tape. I'm gonna quickly get a patent for that. Then I could sue them. <laughs> nice. And everybody's suing everybody these days. So that's <laughs> right. It's all good. All right. As always, everybody, thank you so much for s- listening to me and Katie every week. Uh, we see it every week on the downloads and the shows and stuff. So. Uh, uh, we, we always have to say thank you guys so much. So, look, uh, enjoy your evening, and uh, we'll uh, maybe we'll be back next week. Maybe we won't. But if we don't, KD, let's at least say um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody just in case. Okay? Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. All right. <laughs> that, was, that was said with such love, I got I to gotta tell you. All right, enjoy folks. Enjoy Enjoy your Thanksgiving, even though Cuomo said you can only have 10 people at your house. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Maybe 10 and a half. We'll see what happens. Things turn around. <laughs> All right, everybody be safe and healthy out there. Say goodbye to the folks, KD. Bye, folks. And let's go, Rangers! <laughs>